0: Welcome to broadcast 1132. You can join us live every Sunday during our worship experience in Allen, Texas or at church1132.com. All right, you ready for the word? It's going to be fast and furious here today. Climb higher, part one, Genesis chapter 22. One of the first monumental mentions of a mountain that we're going to draw from. Genesis chapter 22, verse 2. I'm going to read all the way through verse 14. You might have heard this story before. It says, Then God said, Take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain. I will show you. And you need to hear this. He's talking about his son, Abraham's son, Isaac. He's saying, go sacrifice him. Okay, this is Old Testament. This is wild. Uh, Some of you real spiritual people are like, "Mm -hmm. No, you don't sacrifice kids. This is wrong. Okay, so... God's trying to prove something here. He says, go to the region of Moriah, sacrifice, and there is a burnt offering on a mountain. Sacrifice and This is key. Why on a mountain? He says, on a mountain, I will show you. As the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Abraham, father, yes, my son. Abraham replied, the fire and the wood are here, Isaac said, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb. Abraham was a politician. Isaac was the lamb. He says, son, God will provide. You don't know that you are the provision, but God will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. When they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac, and he laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand, and he took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. Here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God, because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Abraham looked up, and there in the thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So it, sometimes when I'm reading this, I enunciate some words so our, some of our young preachers will get that I'm trying to make a point. Some of you are just like, you're reading the whole thing, that's all right, but i got some of these guys that I'm training. I'm trying to get them to think for themselves, Okay, I can't force feed all the time. Sometimes you've got to like find it yourself. And so sometimes you've got to enunciate some of it because he said that he offered him instead of, like a substitute, instead of his son. So Abraham called that place the Lord will provide. And to this day it is said, and this is what you need to hear for your 2017 on the mountain of the Lord it will be provided. This is the scripture God gave me for this year. In 2017, on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. On the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. What does this mean? This means that every time that you decide to pursue God, you need to see it as if you're climbing. There's all kinds of mentions throughout the Bible about mountains, about heights, about elevation, about men that would climb the mountain. They would climb the mountain of God. They would climb up. And when they were faithful to go up, the Bible teaches us God was faithful to come down. So in our community, we talk about climbing higher all of the time because when we decide to pursue God, we're saying we're going to climb higher. We are going to pursue Him. We are going to climb the mountain of prayer. We're going to give it above our circumstances because when I'm here in the valley, my situation looks bad. But when I'm here on the mountain, my situation looks small. It depends where I'm at. In the attitude that I will have, or the perspective I will have on the problem that I am am encountering. So the the, the debt looks really big in the valley. But on the mountain, it looks really small. The, The sickness looks really big in the valley. But on the mountain, it looks really, really small. The offense looks massive in the valley. But on the mountain, that thing looks so small. So we have to learn how, as a community, as a body, this is not just for our leaders. This is not just for the interns. This is not just for our staff. As a body, in 2017, this is the year of climb higher. This is the year of I've got to get above what has been holding me down. And when I get up here, it looks different. When I'm in the valley, this thing looks like it will take me out. When I'm on the mountain, that thing looks so small. What, What is trying to hold you back in 2017? What is trying to hold your your marriage back? What is trying to hold your job back? What is trying to hold your relationships back? What is trying to hold your pursuit after God? What is that thing? It looks large in the valley. But on the mountain? The thing that looks large looks very, very small because altitude changes perspective. I'm going to fly through this passage, and there's so much here uh, that we're going to leave. We're going to leave some meat on the bone because we have to fly fast. But it says in verse 2, It says, then God said, take your son, your only son, who you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah, sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain, I will show you. God is beginning to set a precedent of men of God climbing mountains, and he says, I want you to go, and I want you to climb a mountain, I'm going to show you. And if anybody's been walking with God for any amount of time at all, you know this is how God works. He says, go climb a mountain, I will show you. Yeah, which one, God? That one? That one? That one? Or in Texas? Where is the mountain, God? He says, just go, and I will show you. This tells us from the very beginning of this passage that my pursuit after God begins with faith. Faith. And begins with intention to follow after him. He says, go to the mountain, I will show you. This tells me just get started on the journey. Just start walking. My dad used to say you can't steer a parked car. This is, this is how we walk with God. Is we begin to move. We begin to walk. We begin to get in rhythm. We begin to pursue. And as you move, as you walk, God begins to show you. This this is how God will unfold His will for you. God does not speak in destinations. He speaks in direction. He does not say, this is the destination. He usually says, this is the step. The Bible says, commit your way to the Lord and He will direct your steps. I wish He showed you the destination. Wouldn't that be nice? Hey, just go over there. That's it. That's your destiny. Walk in it. It's not that. It is, is, uh, take that step right there but God, I thought I was going over there. Yeah, take that one. Okay, but you said that I was going to end up over there. Yeah, take that one. Wait, I'm going backwards. Yeah, trust me. Take that one. I'm going, to go, I'm going to take you to the mountain. I will show you. I'm going to tell you this about faith. is Faith will climb blind. Faith will climb blind, which means that before I feel him, I'll follow him. Before he answers all my 729 prayer requests for 2017, I will follow him. But before he gives me a good 2017, I'll give to him. But before I see... See, that's what faith does. It is before the answer. It is before I see it. It is before I, it actually comes into existence. Before, so Abraham, full of faith, sets off. For the mountain God will show him in the future. Pursuing God is about faith, and it's about obedience. The only way that you find the place that God is leading you to is to start climbing. The way you start 2017, you got to commit right now you're going to start to climb. You're going to join in the 21-day fast, and every day you're going to make a commitment that you are going to start to climb. Well, I don't know how to climb. I don't really know how to pray. I don't know how to pursue God. You start by going in that direction. And then God will show you the mountain to climb. Verse 3. says, early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. Check this out. God says, Abraham, I want you to go and sacrifice your son Isaac. The answer, this would be my answer. God, I'm going I'm to take about 30 years and pray about this. I'm going to try to get some advice from some t- trusted counselors um, that really love kids. And I'm going to... That's, that's what we would do, because we, we don't really trust that we're hearing, so it's like, if it's going to cost us that much, it's just early the next morning. Early the next morning. Listen, there are things that God's been trying to speak to you for years, and it's time for early the next morning, Abraham got up, packed up his donkey, and started climbing. It's time for us to not just dream about what God is saying. It is time for us to get up. And actually begin to move. The Lord spoke to me this week and he said, Dustin, this is for me personally, this is the year of the risk. This is the year of the risk, which means this is the year of the, the, the step of faith. This is the year, this is the year I've been waiting for. Because last year he told me it was a year of slow strategic moves. Slow is like my worst enemy. God, whatever you do, don't do it slow. If it's discipline, do it fast. If it's blessing, do it fast. Just, I don't want to go slow. And it was. It was slow. But we had some strategic moves last year that were absolutely huge and pivotal to our community. But God told me this year is the year of the risk. You know what that means? It means I better get up early tomorrow. I better pack up my donkey. I better get ready to climb. I better get the backpack on. I better get my work clothes on and I have to get ready to apply myself. I'm going to tell you something. No one likes to hear this but it's the truth. Greatness does not go on sale. You've got to get up early in the morning and you got to go get it. you got to run after God's will with everything you are. I know you've got comfortable. You have your 3.2 kids, your picket fence. you got two Escalades in the garage but I'm going to tell you something. You're not through yet. God's not done with you. God it's not finished with you. You've got to wake up early tomorrow morning and begin to climb because there's a city to reach. There's a community to affect. I'm telling you, God wants to do something in our church that will make the entire world turn and look and say, what are they doing? And, the, and I, this will be our answer. People learn how to climb. They learn how to climb for themselves. Not just leaders, not just pastors, but people in the community, in the body that just begin to learn how to climb. Wow, could it be that simple? It's really that simple. It's you and I having a personal relationship with Jesus. It's you and I getting up tomorrow, getting up early, and saying, We're going to climb. He didn't wait, he didn't argue, he didn't hesitate. He just packed up and started climbing. I tell you this, and maybe this is true about all kinds of New Year's resolutions that we may or may not have. The hardest part about obeying is getting started. Isn't that the truth? It's like. Oh, my new workout plan for 2017. It's like, I mean, it's, let me just say this too. It's good to see some of y'all. Hadn't seen you for a while. It's, to, it's great to see you at the gym again. It's nice. It'll be a great month together, and then I'll see you next January. Uh, you know, that's how it works. People started early this year. I was in there December. I was like the 29th or something. It was just slammed. I'm like, what is happening in here? It's like, oh, good to see you. I had not seen you since last December. Every morning, you got to decide to get up and go. I'm not talking about the gym now, although that might be good for your 2017 as well. To make your 2017 resolutions actually come to pass, you've got to get up and you got to begin to climb. You got to begin to make progress towards it. There's an amazing business book that I've read, and it it talks about the, the, the power of compound interest. The compound interest effect. And it says, it it talks about and teaches the power of little by little. Because when I do something little by little over a long period of time, it begins to compound. See, many of us, we're like, wait until we get there and we have enough and things are cool and it's peaceful. And then we're going to make a difference in the world. But no, it starts by today taking some steps. By today, climbing a little bit. By tomorrow, climbing a little bit. It says that he took off early the next morning. Verse 4, it says, on the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. Now, this is not going to be too encouraging, but I need you to see this. It says, on the third day, that means for three days, he hiked blind. Because he says, go to the mountain, I'll show you. So he's just like walking, like, hey. I'm just taking these Have you ever felt like you're trying to follow God, but you're just wandering? For three days, he's just wandering. You know what? I would rather wander in obedience than sit in disobedience. I would would rather follow him and not know where I'm going than rather sit still and have him pass me by. Your destiny is waiting on you to walk blind. It is faith that gets you out of the boat and begin to walk. Say, I don't know where I'm going. But on the third day, it says, he saw where he was going. On the third day, he, he, he saw the place. The place. The place. He saw the place in the distance. See, if you can be faithful with little by little, there will be a time where what you have just walked in faith towards actually begun, becomes reality. Well, I, Man, I, I wanted to do this all my life. I wanted to do this all my life. and I just can't see it coming to pass. But if you would just do little by little. Little by little. You'd all, all of a sudden begin to see. See, Abraham just was faithful to walk. Just faithful to walk. He didn't do anything substantial. He was not walking on water. He's just walking. He's just walking. You know what? Too many Christians just don't move. We just don't move. We sit in the same seat. We have the same parking spot. We respond the same way. We worship the same way. We react the same way. Do the same thing on Christmas. Do the same thing on New Year's. Every, and year after year after year, when, what's going to break the cycle? They say, no, wait, I don't want to just, I don't want to just do this over and over. I've got to break it. I've got to break it so I can live in my fullest potential. You know, people, and this is like, it's really big in church growth right now and how to grow your church, whatever, there's actually a saying that's going around that's really popular and it's meant to be positive, but it says, don't innovate, replicate. Don't innovate, replicate. And the heart behind it is good. It's saying if it's already created, don't try to create it your way. But I'm going to tell you, and God began to speak to me this week, and he said replicating's okay as long as you are not called to innovate that which you are replicating. Because sometimes we can go the comfortable route and choose to replicate something that God called us to innovate. And so when we give up innovation, we settle for just duplicating or replicating what has already been done. And for some reason, I feel like this is kind of what has happened to the church, is instead of innovating, we've just replicated. We figured out what can make people feel good. Don't talk about the blood. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't preach too loud. Don't, have, don't do this. Don't do that. But maybe it's time to innovate again. Maybe it's time. People say, people, I actually had a mentor of mine tell me, Dustin, don't try to reinvent the wheel. And I, my question is, but what if the wheel doesn't work so well? It, what, 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 if, what if we said we had wheels, so let's not create wings? Maybe the wheel was just a precursor to get to the wings. But if no one would have innovated, we would have never flew. We only would have rolled. But thank God we rolled because now we can fly. So we have to have people that decide that we're going to innovate. That means as a believer, you can't just replicate someone's steps or someone's walk. you got to climb for you. You've you got to get up like Abraham early in the morning and say, I'm climbing for me. I'm going to climb right into my business. I'm going to climb right into my family. I'm going to start climbing for me and see what God does. On the third day, he looked up and he saw the place in the distance. Verse 5, it says, he said to his servants, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. He said to his servants, stay. It come, there comes a point in every believer's life where you have to realize there are some people in your circle that are not climbing with you. And you can make a decision at that point whether to stay at their level or climb to the next level. And Abraham realized that the people with him would encumber him, but nothing, he wouldn't let anything get in the way of his obedience, so he says, you stay, I'll go. And I'm going to tell you, this com- there comes a point in every believer's life where you have to decide, do I stay or do I go? And some of the most painful things I've had to do is tell people that I love, tell people that I've been running with, that I would love to, friends, hey, I'm sorry, i got to go. i got to go. People say, well, oh, it's not biblical to let anybody go. That, that's not true. That, that, that is not true. That, that, that is not true at all. You're called to love everybody. You're called to be a good neighbor. That doesn't mean you have to be BFFs with everybody in your life. Your closest circle has to be a circle that pushes you higher. The closest people around you cannot be the naysayers, cannot be the people speaking negatively, cannot be the people trying to tell you things that are anti-biblical or anti-what you believe. The people closest to you have to shout the praises of God. The people closest to you have to shout, run, when you don't feel like run. The people closest to you have to get behind you and push you. The people closest to you got to be so far up ahead of you that it inspires you to run. Otherwise, you can just be satisfied to be a big fish in a small pond for the rest of your life. But I'll tell you what makes you grow by throwing that big fish into a bigger pond where he realizes he's not the big fish anymore, and he has to climb higher. He has to climb higher. He has to climb higher. This is what our desire is as a community of faith is to have people climbing where it inspires other people. Come on. You can too. Come on, you can too. Oh yeah, I've been in, I've been free for seven years. Come on, you can have freedom too. Hey I got set free five years ago. You can get set free. Come on, let's go. That's what discipleship is. We say no God, be strong, do great exploits. You know what discipleship is No God, be strong, do great exploits and then take someone with you on the next time. No be do and then lead. No be do. no be do and you just take someone through the same thing you went through. Well, I don't know the Romans road. Well, it's really easy. You can learn it. But on the other hand, I'll tell you this. You just take people through what you've been through. That is discipleship. Well, I need a curriculum. I'll tell you your curriculum. What's God done your last five years? Where was your turning point? Where was your encounter? What brought you here? Tell them that and show them how to get where you are. Verse 6 says, Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and he placed it on his son Isaac, and he himself, catch this, he himself carried the fire and the knife. Do you know what I found is that most believers don't want to carry their own fire. They love for me to carry their fire. It makes people feel good to come to a church with someone that's like as crazy as I am yelling on the mic because that makes them feel like they are. But I'm going to tell you something if I'm carrying your fire your fire will not do anything for you you've got to carry it yourself the bible says that the presence of god was meant to be carried on the sh- in the old testament on the shoulders of the priest do you remember that story they tried to put it on a cart and it started to wobble started to fall off someone tried to grab it that guy died because it was not supposed to be on a cart it was supposed to be on the shoulders on the shoulders of priests, which means that you've got to carry your own fire. That means you got, this is important. I love it when we come together. I love it when we worship. I love it when we pray. But on Monday morning, you got to learn to climb for you. This is what we tell the interns all the time. When internship ends, you have to learn how to climb for you. There's nobody yelling at the, on the mic, say, let's pray. Let's press in. Wake up. Get over here. It didn't happen. You're just waking up, it's Monday morning, wife burnt your toes, you're late, kids are screaming. It's like, I don't have, you got to climb. You have to climb in those situations. He carried his own fire, he didn't rely on anyone else to carry it for him. It doesn't mean you don't need community, it means that in you, you have a desire for the things of God. In you, you've got a pull towards him, a draw towards him. He had ownership. Over his own relationship with God. I want you to hear this. He, He says he carried his own fire and he carried his own knife. A knife represents cutting, obviously. It represents cutting. And I'll tell you this, to really grow as a believer, you've got to be able to get before God and say, God, you can cut away anything you want from me. There is nothing off limits. To really climb higher in 2017, you have to cut off the weight that would keep you from climbing higher. you got to throw off everything that entangles, the sin that hinders. you got to cut it off. But he, he didn't say, I'm waiting on my leaders to cut it off. He said, I'm going to carry my own knife, and I'll carry my own fire. So, God, I come before you, and anything you need to cut off, you can cut off. And I have my own fire. I don't, I don't need a podcast. I don't need YouTube. i got my own fire. I'm not saying it's bad. I use it all the time. I'm saying I don't rely on it. It's a, it is an additive. It is not the thing. My, my relationship with Jesus is something i got to carry on my own. I'm going to give you three things to close. And, Ben, you can come on up. Three things to close that we see in, in the passage. Three keys. Just say it this way, three keys to, your, to, to the best year you've ever had in 2017. And they're really simple. The first one is get up. That's what Abraham did, Right? He he got up. This is it. This is the key to 2017? Absolutely. Because remember in 2014, you said you're going to get up. You never did. 2015, you said that was the year you're going to get up. You were up for three days. 2016, you said this is the year you're going to do this, you're going to do that. So listen, 2017, get up. Every single day, get up. Get up up. Get up. Well, you don't know. My 2016 was bad. I've been seeing all this stuff about, man, 2016 is the worst year. 2016. I understand. But you know what Paul said in Philippians? He says, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. I press on. I press on. I climb on. I climb higher. I move on. I'm going to leave 2016 in 2016. And I'm pressing on to a new year in a new dimension, at a new level with a new drive and a new passion to see God exalted in my life and in those around me. I'm putting my head down. I'm putting my backpack on and I'm getting ready to climb. I got to get up. Get up. Get up. Get up. The Bible says "Though a righteous man falls seven times he gets he gets up again. The last 35 years I've been trying to no no this year just get up. Though a righteous man falls seven times, he gets up again. 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 I've fallen down so many times, they're gonna make fun of me. It doesn't matter who's making fun of you or who's watching you. Chances are a uh, less amount of people are watching you than you actually think that they are. Just get up. Well, no one else is getting up. Just get up. Maybe they just need to see someone else. It's amazing how the courage of one is a ripple effect to other people. Maybe they just need one. Maybe we just need one person in the church to say, you know what, no, I'm going to live by faith. No, I'm not going to listen to the lie of the enemy. I'm getting up. No, I'm not going to just be passive in my faith. No. And then as you see that, it might inspire something in you. So, no, I can't, I can't either. I can't give up on it either. I can't give. Well, Pastor, you don't know I'm kind of in a community of people where no one really, no one knows how to climb. There's nobody really burning for Jesus. Maybe you just need to be the first one just to get up. Second one is climb up. Get up. And cl- now, I'm not just sitting up in the bed. I'm not just getting up for no reason. I'm getting up with a purpose to climb. That means, and this is in our vernacular, what we're talking about for this series over the next couple months, climbing means I'm going to get with God. So i got to get up, and i got to get with God. i got to get up. i got to wake up. i got to pack my bags. I gotta, and then I have to get with God. i got to meet with God. How do you even do that? We're going to talk about practicals, to do this, but turn on a worship, album. get Pastor Ben's worship out. It's amazing. Just turn it on and listen to it. And as they sing the words, pray back those words to God. Lindsay sings a song on there that they sang today, It says, you are good. This is so simple. Watch. I'm going to climb right in front of you. Okay, ready? I'm going to climb right in. God, you're good. You're good. You're so good. God, you're so, you're never going to let me, I'm, I'm climbing right now. You're watching, that, that's how simple it is. See, we make it so super spiritual and so, God, I'm ready to climb right now. Oh, Jehovah, here I am. It's like, no, just, just get out. God, you're good. You're good. You're good. And I'm just, I'm starting to climb. God, you're good. Wow, you are good. I didn't even believe it when I first started. But man, you are good. Yes, you are good. Yeah, that situation looks bad, but you are good. Yeah, that uh, diagnosis looks bad, but you are good. That's climbing. That's climbing. And and what you're going to see happen is you're going to get above those circumstances that were pulling you down. And now what was huge in the valley looks small on the mountaintop. The last one. Look up. Look up. Look up. Listen to this. There's always a reason for your climb. i got to move fast through this. i got so much that I want to give you, especially on this, because this, this is like, this is it. This is, this is everything. There's always a reason to the climb. You don't climb just to climb. God's not trying to get you on a spiritual workout, although we could use it. God's trying to get us somewhere. And so he says, I want you to get up there. And then we see this in verse 13. It says, Abraham looked up. Right? He's about to kill his son Isaac. He's about to kill him. He's about to plunge that knife down into his chest. And the angel of the Lord speaks to him and says, stop, stop, Abraham, stop. And Abraham looks up. When he looks up, and there in the thicket, he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. See, every time God calls you to climb, you got to look around. you got to just look around. Because there's always an answer. See, if you hold on to something in the valley, life will rip it from your hands. But if you take whatever you have to the mountain of God, and you lay it down on the altar of your life, your relationships, on the altar. Your job, on the altar. Your 401k? on the altar, everything you try to hold down in the valley will be ripped from your hands by life. But if you get up on the mountain and you lay it down, You climb and you lay it down. Abraham was ready to kill the vehicle of the promise of God. He said, I'm going to wipe it out out of obedience. And God says, hold up. Now I know you will not hold anything back from me. And with that, I can do something. And when he looked up, it says he saw a ram in the thicket. Can I tell you something? The Bible says that Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. He says that ram was in the thicket, and so he was able to sacrifice the ram instead did of his son Jesus came as a substitution as a sacrifice that he would die in our place so that you and I can live the Bible says that Mount Moriah theologians and scholars scholars will tell you Mount Moriah was the same mountain where they crucified Jesus hundreds of years later Jesus the Messiah the same place where the father killed his son and there was a substitute was the same place that the Father God put Jesus on a cross it says the ram was thought thaw- caught in a thicket. That thicket was thorns. Do you remember what they did with Jesus? When they hung him up on that cross and they shoved that crown of thorns down. Just, I'm going to tell you, whatever you're facing, whatever impossibility, you have to look up. You got you to look up. You got to look up. God will always provide a ram in the thicket. He did it to save you. And he'll do it to heal you. There's always, well, oh, I'm, this is just way too far gone, Pastor. Hey, look around. Look around. There's a, now let me give you a key. If you look around in the valley, you'll miss the ram in the thicket. You have to be up to be able to see what God has provided. Otherwise when you're in the valley you'll look for a substitute and you won't find one and when you don't find one you'll blame God but God said you look from the wrong place. You're looking from the valley and I called you to be on the mountain. I told you to get on the mountain that I called you to. I told you to go find the mountain that I said and if you would get up on that mountain and look around you'll find a substitute. What impossible situation has got you down? 2016 you bow at the feet of Jesus. 2017 you're about to be good. This is the mountain of God and it will be provided whatever you're facing whatever you need whatever God is about to do on your life it will be found on the mountain of God this is a word from God straight to your home and straight to your heart and straight into the walls of this church on the mountain of God it will be provided Thanks for listening you can find out more about us at church 1132.com.